Hello, and welcome to Revolution 22 Podcast. My name is Lindsay Wheeler, the Kids Ministry Director for Rev 22 Kids. Today's message comes from one of our family services. We encourage everyone to bring a blanket to sit on, meet someone new, and attend church as one big family. We pray that this message is a blessing to you. Good morning. I'm Jonathan. I'm one of the staff here at Revolution 22. You can remain standing if you want to. I'll keep it really short. Um, and uh, as you can tell, this is a different Sunday than usual. If you're here for the first time, don't freak out. Don't leave yet. Okay? Um, we, we call this family service for a reason. First of all, we want our, our kids, volunteers who serve every Sunday, every week, uh, you know, fearlessly and faithfully to our, with our children to get a break. The, the second reason why we do this is because we, we want to remind ourselves that that it's, it's our responsibility as adults to raise our children in a godly way. Amen? Okay. And uh, that, you know, we will always be an intergenerational church. That's, that's never going to change. No matter how big or small our building is, uh, no matter where we move, that will never change who we are as a people. So this morning, I want to challenge all of you. I want to stretch you a little bit. So if you have families, sit with your families. Okay, it's okay if they're noisy. No problem with that. And if you don't have children, if you're single, join a family. Sit with someone that you get to know. Ask their kids' names. Be with them. And if you are at that age where you've kind of finally arrived, where your kids are all grown up and they left the home, right, empty nesters, um, I challenge you as well to join a family. Sit with someone. Get to know them. Because look around you. This, this is the family that God has given us to live with for eternity. We get to do this over and over again every day for eternity within, in the presence of God. So we have to learn to love people whether we agree with the way they parent or not, okay? And to also take the teaching that we received this morning and take it home so that you can teach your children, teach your family uh, the values of, of what it is to follow God from, from, from us. Like the, we are the primary people that God has placed in our children's lives, okay? So I'm going to pray and then we'll have the band continue leading us in worship. So God, we want to thank you for today. Thank you for, um, for being here and for the Sunday. Uh, there are places in this world where people are afraid to, to, to get together, but they still are, are worshiping you, God, in one place. We thank you that we have this privilege of being together, of being loud, of being crazy, uh, with no fear to worship you. And uh, I pray that you'll reveal to us your truth through the songs we sing, through the teaching this morning, and help us to glorify you in everything, God. We love you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. I want everybody to sit down as quickly as they possibly can. Every human in the room. And if you brought a pet, I guess. Everybody sit down. There are still humans standing. Some of them are little. That is to be expected. But it is the tall ones in the back that I do not expect to be standing. Okay, everybody's sitting, okay? Here's what we're going to do. Now, I need, I need your attention really fast, okay? So if your parents are around... Well, let's put it another way. There's another instruction. I'm just popping them out like crazy. Rules, okay? If your kid is here, be near them. Boom. Rule follower right there. What I've always thought. All right, so take a seat. And when I count to three, I'm going to have everybody do something. I'm going to show you first, okay? So watch me. I'm going to show you what we're going to do. And then when I count to three, we're all going to do it together, okay? So what I want you to do is as you're sitting or kneeling, 
you're going to start out really low tone. Oh, all the way up to the top, okay? That's as high as I can go because I'm old. So, yeah, no questions. That's pretty self-explanatory. So sit down. When I count to three, you're going to start out a really, 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 really low tone, and you're all going to rise, including the people who think, I'm not going to rise. You're going to rise too, okay? Okay, you're going to rise too. So start out really low, really, really low, and go really high. Now, nobody is above this exercise, unless you're tone deaf, at which point you'll be above us the whole time. You ready? Uh... Okay, back down. There are babies in the room who are going, what just happened? <laughs> there are adults in the room thinking that too. Okay, now what, I want you to do, now what I want you to do is this. I want you to get ready for a story. So get snuggled up. Get snuggled up with your parents. Grab a snack. If you're like a college-age dude and you're here with your roommates, snuggle if you need to. It's all good. I get that. There were some dudes last service who definitely laid a head on a shoulder. And that's fine. It's a story. It's story time. We'll all be good. Now, one of the things I love about family services before I start this story, I love that it's a picture of what the church really is. Okay? The church really is all ages, nationalities, all places, people, colors, kinds. We're all together. Genders, everybody, all of us together in one spot under Jesus. That's the church. And I love that family services paints a little picture of that. And that is that even if the kids are downstairs most of the time, even if the kids are downstairs most of the time, they're still a part of the church. Now, I want to tell you a story. It's a parable. Now, a parable is a story that isn't true, that highlights a story that is true. And I need you to pay attention because some of you are going to understand what the parable is about right away. Some of you, it's going to take you a little while. That's okay. That's okay. The point of the parable is that some of you will get it and some of you won't. And those of you who get it, you need to tell what the parable is about to those who don't. Now, it's the story. Pay attention. Snuggle up with your parents. Story time. If you fall asleep, that's okay. God is all about rest. He says that. It's the story of a master sculptor. Now, every day, this master sculptor would go to his shop and sit at his workbench, and he'd begin to make wonderful, brilliant creations. Different colors, shapes, sizes, but he would sit there, and he'd mold clay all day long until it was exactly what he wanted. He would spend hours and hours and hours molding clay, making it exactly what he expected. And every single one that he made at the end of the day and all that work would be perfect in his eyes. Now this master sculptor, he had a son his son worked with his father at the workbench. He would help his dad mold the clay. 
And as they helped each other, they had a perfect relationship. If you could picture a father and a son, dad, never overly angry, son, always obedient. That was the relationship between the master sculptor and his son. They enjoyed each other. Every day was a treat for them to be around one another. And every day they would finish their sculpture and they'd put it on the bench and they'd come back the next morning after the clay had cured to see what they had made the day before. But there's a problem. There's a problem. See, every day they came back and every time they came back, the clay had cracked. Every single morning they came back and what was once a perfect thing was broken. And so the master sculptor and the son would come back every morning and it was so sad because what they had made perfect overnight was corrupted. Now, you can imagine after working so hard on something, this would make them super, super sad. And they were. They were sad and they were frustrated trying to figure out why in the world, as I make these perfect things, why do they become so broken? Well, they came to the conclusion that something was wrong with the clay. That something in the clay was corrupted. And because of that, they realized, well, we need something different. Something has to happen. And so they put their minds together, realizing there was no other clay. There's no other clay for them to work with. There was one clay. And for some reason, that clay would crack every time they came back in the morning. And so the father and the son, they thought about this for hours, and yet they didn't stop making sculptures. They thought about this for hours and hours. They racked their brain. They were thinking, what do I have to do to make sure that my clay doesn't crack overnight? What do I have to do to make sure that these creations can go in the place that we intended them? Now, a little detail about these two. They didn't make sculptures to sell them. This wasn't about money. See, they built a showroom in the front of the shop. So when they would do these masterpieces on the bench, the whole goal was that they could go in the showroom so anybody could come and see how beautiful they were. So anybody could see how amazing these creations were. But the showroom was empty. Every time. Every time. The showroom was empty. And the reason it was empty was because the trash can out back was full of broken pieces. Now one day, the son and the father... After they were thinking about this problem, they came up with a solution. But it was crazy, okay? Like, this solution's ridiculous and weird, and who would ever think this solution up? I mean, this is so out there. The son and the father decided that the son would become a new clay? Uh, what? How does a human being become clay? That's ridiculous and weird. But that was the idea. The idea was that the sun would become a new clay. Now, 
If you remember, the son and the father loved each other like crazy. Now, if you could imagine the sadness, if you could imagine the sadness of a father who sees his son and he looks at it and he goes, why in the world would I ever make my son clay for these ridiculous creations, these little sculptures? That sounds crazy. Why in the world would I give up my only son to see him make little lifeless sculptures? But the son, the son looked at the father and he said, I want people to know. I want people to know how truly brilliant you are. I want people to see how creative and how awesome your masterpieces are. So I'm willing to become clay so that your legacy is cemented as a master sculptor. So they spent a last night together. They laughed. They sang. They ate. They cried. They talked about the past. And the next morning, after the sun had left at midnight, the next morning, there was a box sitting on the bench at the master sculptor's office. And it was full of a new clay. And he began to take this clay that was his son, and he began to look and say, ah, okay, it's what he wanted. And he walks out to the back, and he grabs sculptures out of the trash can that had been broken and in pieces, and he began to put them back together. And as he put them back together, he noticed that his son was making what once was broken useful and whole and beautiful and unique. And one by one, the father grabbed from the trash can onto the bench and into the showroom. Now, the son becoming clay wasn't even the craziest part of this story. You want to know the craziest part of this story? As the father is working three whole days of putting creations back together so they can go in the showroom, in walks his son. What? Everyone's like, no, 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 no. You became clay. There's no possible way that you just walked through the door. First of all, here's you and there's you. That's impossible. People talked. Some were like, no, that's magic. Some were like, oh, he's a ghost. But you know what? The father knew. The father knew that somehow, I don't know how, don't ask me, I'm just telling you the story. Somehow, the son and the father back together again and all of those things that the son had given himself for were whole again. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist for some of you to figure out what this story is about. I had a three-year-old girl figure it out in the first sentence. Sorry if you still don't get it. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be an insult. But here's what I want you to do. The point of this story is this. The point of this story is this. Some kids won't get it. Some kids will not understand what I just told them. 
as a parable. Some of you don't really understand. I need you to explain it to each other. I need you to explain to each other why a ridiculously weird story about clay would have any relevance whatsoever at church. The whole goal, and some of you are like, ah, sneaky, sneaky. You're going to tell a story that some people don't understand, and then my kids are going to ask me about it later. Why was he talking about clay, Dad? Ah, this is why, because of Jesus. Who knew it was Jesus long ago? You can put your hand in the air. You win, you win nothing, but except a high five. Parents, adults, guardians, talk about the gospel with your kids. Adults, college-age kids, as you're linked with families, as you're linked with families, talk about the gospel. Talk about how silly it is that a human being would become clay. Talk about how silly it is that, that all of a sudden he shows back up three days later. Talk about this. It is the most important story you can possibly tell your kids. It is the most important story that you can possibly tell yourself. You don't graduate from the gospel. The gospel doesn't make any more sense today than it did yesterday. But talk about it. Talk about it. Now I want to end, but I need everybody back with their parents again or sitting with an adult. At the end of the service today, you're going to get some Play-Doh to remind you of this story. But what I want to do is this. If you have a Bible, if you're a parent in here and you have a Bible, I want you to open it up. If not, a kid, parent, whatever, you can raise your hand and we'll come grab a Bible for you. Ephesians 2, verse 10 is where I want you to go. You'll see why this story makes more sense. Now, if you're not around your parents, you'll need to flip there with them so you make sure you can see it with them. Okay, Ephesians 2.10 says this. For you are God's workmanship, or you are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works, prepared beforehand that you might walk in them. For you are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. God has taken all of us from the trash can to the bench, to the showroom. That's why the gospel is glorious. And when you play with Play-Doh later on, after you get some, when you go home, okay, on your way out today, you can grab some in the back. When you play with that together at home, talk about this verse. You are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. Let me pray for us, and then we'll sing some more. God, thank you so much for giving up your son. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you would give up your son for broken masterpieces. God, I pray that you would allow us today as a family, as a church family, to continue to talk about the gospel, to continue to share with each other. And I pray, Lord, that you would bring to life those who don't know you. Lord, I pray you would bring them back to yourself. God, you are good, and we put our trust in you. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for listening to our podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit revolution22.org. We encourage you to not neglect meeting together as believers. And may you continue to love God and love others.